0: Ladies and gentlemen, thank you for joining me. My name is Victor Nieves. This is The Victor Nieves Show. Folks, I hope that you have had a fantastic day. Whatever you find yourself doing, whatever you're up to right now, whether you're washing dishes, whether you're taking the dog for a walk, or you're sitting there listening on your commute to or from work, I hope you've had a fantastic day. Listen, As always, we have got a ton of stuff that we need to talk about. A little teaser for you on today's show, the DOJ persecution. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. The things that this Department of So-Called Justice is doing to American citizens, (laughs) it should make your freaking head spin. COVID-19 is apparently coming back. We'll talk about that, as well as a debate within Republican circles about populism, versus conservatism. But of course, before we get to all of that and much more, as always, I want to start the show off the best way that I know how, and that's by attempting to bring glory and honor to my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, and to thank Him and, and take just a second uh, to show my appreciation for the blessings that I have had um, and the gifts that God has given me. Hopefully, I'm able uh, to to use those gifts uh, to further his kingdom, to you know, help preserve the greatest nation on the face of the earth. But anyways, with that said, let's jump right in. I want to talk about um, Enrique, hopefully I get his name right, Enrique Tario. Taro, Tario. He's just been uh, sentenced with 22 years in federal prison. We're not talking about little prison. We're talking about maximum security, big dog prison. What did he do? You might be asking yourself, oh my gosh, I mean, is he a mass murderer? Did he rape a bunch of people? I mean, by the way, 22 years, longer than the sentence that many rapists and even some murderers are going to get. 22 years, this guy must have done something really, really bad. Well, believe it or not, Enrique is getting 22 years in federal prison because he, quote unquote, orchestrated the Capitol riot. Now, there's one important piece of information that's highly relevant to this story. Enrique was not there on January 6th. He wasn't even in Washington, D.C. You're going to jail a man for 22 years for a quote-unquote insurrection that he wasn't even a participant in? He wasn't even there? How are you going to tell me that this man holds some sort of responsibility for the events that happened on January 6th? That's a load of crap. He was not there. And if you look into this story, there's an article on the Gateway Pundit that goes pretty in-depth on all of this. If you look at this story, it's just mind-blowing, the escalation that we're seeing with the DOJ. Because it's not just him. You know, last time we had a podcast, we talked about uh, Briggs. Briggs is getting 17 years. The guy's a decorated war hero. He served his country multiple tours. He got Purple Hearts, all of this kind of stuff. They're sending him to prison for 17 freaking years. Again, as long, or in some cases longer, than the sentence of some rapists. And what did he do? He walked into the Capitol building for a couple minutes, like 20 minutes, turned around and walked out. And he shook offense at one point in time. Good Lord, have mercy. He shook offense. Now this guy, Enrique... 22 freaking years, this dude's going to end up in jail for seditious conspiracy. Seditious conspiracy. This is what happens when the left is allowed to secure a narrative. From day one, they said this was sedition, they said it was an insurrection, they said this was an attack on our country, and they have run with that from go. They have run with that narrative, that people like Enrique, you know, in his case, he wasn't even there, but in people, people like Enrique, who had any involvement in January 6th, they must have somehow been involved in this horrible, heinous, evil, awful, you know, Kamala Harris compares it to 9-11 and Pearl Harbor level attack that happened on our country. Now, they don't mention the food trucks. You know, I was there. I didn't go in the building. I was well within my rights. You know, the First Amendment, we have three of the five freedoms of the First Amendment, freedom of speech, freedom of assembly, and freedom to petition your government. Yeah, that's what I was exercising that day. But you have people like me that were there. We saw it. We know what happened. I was getting chicken from the chicken truck when MSNBC was trying to tell everybody there was an insurrection. I turned around. I said, where? Where? where is there an insurrection? Trust me, that's not what an, if if there is ever an insurrection in the United States, there's probably not going to be chicken trucks. There's probably not going to be, you know, a bunch of middle-aged women taking selfies inside of the Capitol building. Just a thought, just a, I don't think everyone would be unarmed, But, but the DOJ, they don't care about, you know, your first amendment rights. I bet they couldn't list half those people that are there. They couldn't list the three of the five, you know, that I just, that I just spouted off that relate to what happened on January 6th. They couldn't tell you about that because they, they they couldn't possibly care less. You know, Enrique wasn't there, but they're going after another guy, Owen Schroyer. Owen Schroyer, he was there on that day. But again, interesting little caveat, highly relevant piece of information. Owen Schroyer never went in the building. He did not enter the Capitol building. As a matter of fact, funny enough, what did he do? Well, he stood outside the building and told people not to go in because it was a setup. A lot of people said, hey, listen, this is this is what they want. You know, they want us to go in there. They want to have their sound bites. They want to be able to run conservatives through the mud. Don't go into the building. I've got a bad feeling about it. That was the message of Alex Jones and Owen Schroyer standing outside of the Capitol building. And somehow, some way the DOJ is now seeking prison time for the man who told people to not go inside the building. What we're witnessing happen right now, before our very eyes, is an escalation of this, you know, political persecution zero to sixty in two seconds flat. I mean, folks, it's time to wake up. Pull your head out of your butthole. If you don't understand what's going on right now, Lord help you. You know, I've seen some of the liberals out there, they're posting, well, they're not going to come after me. Okay, sweetheart, that's a brilliant, brilliant uh, thought process. Surely not historically ignorant at all. No one else ever said, well, the regime's not going to come for me, right? That has a, a high success rate. Come on now. You think the regime isn't going to come for you? Your ticket isn't eventually going to get punched as well? They'll say, well, I know that Donald Trump um, is having a mugshot taken. I know that people are being arrested and folks who didn't even go in the building, much less folks you know, who actually said don't go in the building. I know there's people who are being arrested, um, but you know, they, mu- they must have done something bad. I- I've, I've actually had people come to me and say this, well, if they're getting arrested, what makes, you know, that means they did something bad. Wow, you you have a lot of trust in our justice system. You know, it's funny because uh, oftentimes these people on the left are the same ones to say the Department of Justice is corrupt. They'll levy accusations saying it's racist, institutionally racist. They're all bigots. They're all evil, you know, corrupt men and blah, 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 blah. Okay, well, if they're these evil, racist, bigoted, corrupt white men, you know, at the DOJ, all of our systems and institutions so bad, right? Why do you trust them so thoroughly? I mean, I I thought you just said that they're bad guys. Now, all of a sudden, if somebody's being arrested, therefore, I suppose there has to be a good reason? No one in history has ever been arrested that didn't deserve it? Are are you sure about that? I mean, how much do you want to bet? No one has ever been arrested that didn't somehow deserve it. These are literally talking points that I have heard basically verbatim by people on the left saying, well, I know Trump's being arrested, but this is never going to happen to me. No, 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 no. That's unreasonable. No one is ever going to come after yours truly because yours truly, oh, I didn't, I didn't try, you know, this is what they'll say. I didn't try to steal an election. You mean you didn't follow the Electoral Count Act of 1887, a law on the books in the United States, a law that, by the way, has been, uh, you know, exercised by Democrats dozens of times in recent history. You know, nobody likes to talk about this. Democrats have questioned elections for years. Hillary Clinton said that uh, Donald Trump was an illegitimate president. President that he he was put in there by uh, Vladimir Putin. You know the dossier, Russia, Russia, that whole hoax. They were allowed to say that, and you had you had Democrats objecting the slates of electors in basically every single Republican win for like the last twenty years. These people have been doing it. They've been constantly objecting. No, no, no. This isn't legit. This is this is wrong. You, you can't take the slate of electors from Pennsylvania. The, the Pennsylvania slate is no good. Okay. Yeah. Tell me more about uh, how Donald Trump tried to overthrow anything. No, you actually are allowed to question things in a free country, you know, not like in communist China. Of course, you don't get to do it there, but in a free country, you are actually allowed to raise some questions, and you shouldn't see 22 freaking years in federal prison, a maximum security penitentiary, like uh, Enrique is going to, because you have some questions. And by the way, the stuff they're really trying to nail him on is he said it's 1776, right? The the, the return of 1776. What's wrong with 1776? People have been talking about that since 1776. That's the oldest thing in the entire book. The spirit of revolution. As a matter of fact, there's a quote from Thomas Jefferson. I don't have it in front of me, but I bet you I can get it pretty doggone close. He said, the spirit of revolution is so important in fact that I wish it never to die. He said, government from time to time has to be reminded that the spirit of revolution is strong. Is, is, is Thomas Jefferson a domestic terrorist? Listen, if Jefferson was around right now, if Washington was around right now, certainly the Adams brothers, if they were around right now, I promise you this DOJ would arrest them. And some of the conservatives might not really like to hear this, but it is a truth that might not set well with some. The Founding Fathers did much more than just little January 6th stuff. You know, I've heard some of the legacy... Um, no insult to people who fall in this category, but some of the legacy boomer um, commentators will say things like, yeah, well, I don't support any of those violent January 6th people. You know, if you went into Capitol Bill, I don't support any of these people. You know, that's not what we do. What are we, some kind of Antifa? Listen, y'all wait till you find out what happened, what what the Adams brothers did. You wait till you find out what the founding fathers did in the face of tremendous tyranny. They didn't just walk around in a building and say, hey, look, let's stay inside the velvet ropes, guys. I'm going to take a picture with my feet on Nancy Pelosi's desk. If you think that is like a high crime, just wait till you find out about, you know, the the Boston Tea Party, or (laughs) let's go a little further, Lexington and Concord. Wait till you find out what the founding fathers did at Lexington and Concord. I can hear it right now some of the talk show boomers that are out there again no offense to all boomers if you don't fit in this category uh, you know the shoe doesn't fit don't wear it but some of the talk show boomers out there will be saying well you know what those adams brothers did what are they some kind of violent extremist some kind of terror some kind of antifa people we don't do that no we don't do that give me a break okay listen if that's going to be your position you can hold that position, and I guess that that's fine. But don't go around talking the 1776 game. You know, there's a lot of people who will hype everybody up. They'll be like, oh, we need a revolutionary war, and You know, they get all this rah-rah going on. The second J6 happens, they're like, no, guys, don't walk around in the Capitol building. Which, listen, I'm not saying that it was intelligent to do that. I'm not saying that it followed the letter of the law to do that but my concern is not with the people who walked around inside the velvet ropes my concern is with what happened at 3 a.m. when they stole an election from the american people let's not lose sight of what led up to that they locked people up for two freaking years they told you you couldn't go to your grandma's funeral they shut down your small business they they beat you into submission for like two years and then the cherry on top is they steal an election from the american people and all the people did in response was walk around you know in the majority there's some exceptions here but For the most part, all the American people did was walk around in the people's house. And suddenly I'm supposed to interpret this as an attack on the nation, that these are just the most scumbag, awful, horrible people, 22 years in federal prison. Yeah, okay. Maybe you think that, um, but if so, you and I are not cut from the same cloth. Anyways, with that said, speaking of the lockdowns and stuff, apparently they're trying to bring it back. The WHO is now sounding the alarm over a new wave of COVID. that's expected to be coming in this winter. Meanwhile, the CDC has committed $1.8 billion for pediatric COVID-19 vaccines. That was back in June. They're anticipating 20 million doses uh, by September. Why is it that the WHO and the CDC are suddenly pushing so strongly for this? Joe Biden is uh, wearing a mask again, for goodness sakes a freaking mask. The guy's had COVID like two times. He's vaccinated like 45 times. If you even believe that, I'm not sure that I'm sold that he ever took a vaccine. But if you believe he's been vaccinated all these times, he's had COVID all of these times. Now the dang guy's bringing his freaking mask back out. He's saying, oh, well, you know, Jill has COVID. So I don't want to catch COVID. I might have a slight sniffle. Why are they bringing all this stuff back? Well, you know, the most obvious interpretation, of course, is it's an election. The election is coming up. And as we all know, election year variants of COVID, by far the worst, leaps and bounds ahead of any other kind of a problem that we could ever have. You better watch out. Dang election year COVID. Anyways, in other news, let's hit on this one. Mike Pence the other day, he came out and he confidently said, that Trump and the GOP are moving toward populism and away from conservative values. Now, listen, I am conservative, and I'll hear out Mike Pence. Some people may not do that, and I understand why. I'll hear him out. What do you mean, oh Mike Pence? Well, if you look into it, he's concerned that I guess conservatives are winning, that conservatives are willing to punch back? See, what this really comes down to is when Mike Pence speaks of this term conservative, what he really means is like neocon. What he really means is losing, is is failure. The political establishment, the ruling class of the GOP that has been, you know, having their teeth kicked in for the last 65 years, the same GOP, the same quote-unquote conservatives that have failed to conserve anything in the last, what, 60 years? You go back to the Cold War, you name me one thing that the conservatives were actually able to conserve. Oh, wait, uh, but I'm not going to hold my breath because the answer is conservatives have managed to conserve absolutely nothing. And it's not even a personal insult at anyone who is my senior just by age, but the reality is the GOP and the conservative policies of old do not work. At least they haven't been working. They, they have a terrible, you know, you look at the scoreboard. Terrible, terrible success rate. Who's going to look at that and say, yeah, let's keep doing what we're doing. This is really working well. I know there's the old saying, if it ain't broke, don't fix it. Yeah, well, this is pretty broke. This is pretty jaw-droppingly, astronomically, fundamentally broken. So when Mike Pence says that we're abandoning conservative values, what are your conservative values? I mean, I know Mike says that he's Pro life, and and listen. I I probably uh, take his word for that. I think he is actually uh, fairly pro life, and I think he's reasonably uh, pro Second Amendment. But what what are your what's the scoreboard there, Mike Pence? What are your achievements? What can we point to that all of the old guard has managed to successfully conserve so very well? Why should we take your word? Listen, at the rate we're on right now, it's my opinion we have nothing to lose. The GOP has been driving us toward a cliff at, oh, let's say 50 miles an hour. Okay, the Democrats have been driving us toward the exact same cliff at 65, 70, 80 miles an hour. All right, that's, um, you know, that's something. I I guess at least I can say thank you for not going as fast. But we're getting pretty close to a cliff, so I, I think it's time we turn around and we go the other way. So excuse me, Mike Pence for deciding, you know, let's try something else. Instead of just driving directly toward a cliff, I I think we're going to turn around, we're going to go this way. We're we're actually going to, you know, fight to win um, and, you know, do some things that maybe you haven't been willing to do in the past. But Trump and the GOP look more conservative now than we have for the last 20 years. We're finally taking a stance on social issues, which, by the way, we'll talk about this right now. The GOP, if they want to win needs to stop talking exclusively about economic issues. I'm not saying we abandon the economy. We, sh- we should be free market capitalist people, you know. Um, but that's not enough. And some of the hard libertarians might be like, what are you talking about, Victor? That's not enough. But my anarcho-capitalism says that that's all we need. No, no, no. That's not enough. That's not enough at all. We, we can't simply focus exclusively on the economy. That's what we've been doing for a long time. For one, it hasn't worked. 30-something, what, $33 trillion in debt? Worked really well. But for two, it means if we're we're focused exclusively on the economy, we're neglecting a lot of other things, really important things like social norms, ethics, morality, the values that this country were built upon, the the Christian principles that were the bedrock of our country that have been, you know, etched away bit by bit as the GOP says, "Nah, that's none of my business. I don't need to focus any on that." You <laughs> know, why? Why are you saying you don't need to focus on that? If you ask me, it's pretty doggone important that we focus on that. I don't care how good your 401k is if they make your child a transgender. Are you going to take that trade? Oh, yeah, well, I have a really good investment portfolio, but my kid just lopped his nuts off. You- you think that's a good trade cuz I sure as heck don't. The economy is not enough and I've touched on this in the past. Young people don't care. We're 32 trillion dollars in debt. I'm not saying this is a good perspective. I'm just saying it is the perspective of a lot of young uh, of a lot of the young people. It's like somebody who's already, you know, eight grand in credit card debt, and they know they're never going to pay it off, and they decide, you know what, screw it. I got a limit of 10 grand. I might as well have some fun. I might as well enjoy it. I'm never paying this thing off anyways. It's dumb. Rest assured, that is a stupid, stupid idea. We need Dave Ramsey to come in here and shake some stuff up. But young people aren't going to be persuaded all about, oh, well, we have to be fiscally responsible, so we don't spend money we don't have. Yeah, because you did so good about that for the last 60 years, we're $30 trillion in debt. So that's not a winning strategy, right? Oh, about my economy. Yeah, uh, okay. My economy ain't gonna win it. So anyways, I don't know what the heck old Mike Pence is trying to say when when he says that, you know, the GOP populists are abandoning conservative values. You people never had any conservative values to begin with. Where were your conservative values whenever it came to, you know, gay marriage and now all of this transition stuff? Where did that go? It's thrown out the freaking window. Now we got to have Gen Z, the younger folks come and get blamed for absolutely everything and try and fix the mess, clean up the mess of generations of a bunch of Mike Pence's that sat around and did nothing. And again, I say, I have to be very clear about this, that is not an insult to anyone of the older generation who who was not a Mike Pence. I know that there are tons and tons and tons of people um, who are generations my senior that did fight the good fight. They were trying to be socially conservative for a long time, but the establishment people, the Mike Pence's, simply ignored them and sold them a bill of goods that was absolute trash. So, again, I say, sincerely, if the shoe doesn't fit, please do not wear it. If I'm not talking about you, don't take offense because I'm not talking about you. Anyways, we'll hit on one more thing. We're going to keep today's short. Mayor Eric Adams has declared that illegal immigration is going to destroy New York City. He's warning everyone. He's saying it's going to come to your neighborhoods. It's going to level, not quite level you, but it's going to absolutely devastate your economy. He starts talking about how we don't have the resources for all of this stuff. And if you think that, you know, we can send it from Queens to Manhattan or to this, to that, it's not going to work out. There's too many of these illegal aliens, which is funny uh, because, you know, cherry on top of the saga we've been covering for quite some time with old Eric Adams, This is the same guy who swore up and down the city would be a sanctuary. No matter who was in office, New York City will be a sanctuary for illegal aliens. Now he's the very one acknowledging that they will destroy your place. If you import so many of them, yeah, well, take a listen to the old podcast on immigration if you import the third world inevitably you will become the third world there is a rate of assimilation and when you exceed the rate of assimilation you inevitably destroy your culture you destroy what you have going on anyways i'm going to keep it quick today that's that's all we have i'm looking a uh, little bit of an update for those of you who care i'm looking to bring on some folks as guests and i'm looking to bring on some people to debate me i would love to do that Something I never really got to do, not for any particular reason, uh, but never really got to do whenever it came to radio. The formatting didn't quite lend itself um, to that kind of discussion. So if you know of anybody, I'd like to have conversations, um, debates on abortion, the Second Amendment, you know, these big things that we talk about all the time. Uh, That way you don't have to hear just my thoughts. I don't like you being in an echo chamber. I want to expose you uh, to the reality of what the other side is trying to say, what they're trying to argue. And of course, it'll be fun to refute it in, uh, in real time. Anyways, till next time, keep me in your prayers. Keep your country in your prayers. That's all I got for you. God bless.